How's everybody doing today? Sweet. <laughs> All right. My title is uh, To Serve or Listen, and now that I've had some time to look at the title, it's kind of, um, it's kind of dumb, because you got to do both, right? got to do both. So my passage is based off Luke chapter 10, verses 38 through 42, and it's a, it's a well-known, uh, well-known story, it's a story of Martha and Mary. And I'm going to read the, the scripture out loud for us, and then please, please follow along. Now as they went on their way, he entered a certain village, where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. She had a sister named Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to what he was saying. But Martha was distracted by her many tasks, so she came to him and asked, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and distracted by many things. There is need of only one thing. Mary has chosen the better part, which will not be taken away from her. This is the word of the Lord. So let's pray. Yeah, dear Heavenly Father, we just um, lifted this time to you, Lord. I pray that uh, as we learn the story of uh, Mary and Martha, Lord, I pray that we can uh, just apply this this lesson to our lives, Lord. I pray that this lesson can strengthen our love for you, our faith in you, Lord. I pray that uh, we can just become better people through um, just this word to you today, Lord. I pray all these things in your name. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So yeah, as I was um, preparing to do this message, I was thinking about what I should speak on. And I was, um, I'm taking a senior SEM class at school, and it's on Christian ethics. And they had me read this book, read this uh, commentary on Luke. And as I was reading this commentary on Luke, I um, found the story of Mary and Martha. And as I was reading the commentary, I thought, wow, I never knew that these, this story of Mary and Martha, the story of two sisters, had so much, um, I don't know how to say it, so much to the story. It had a lot of elements. Even though the passage is very short, the characters are really cool two sisters, totally different than Jesus coming in and um, the sisters asking Jesus to, to mediate, but Jesus doesn't really mediate for them. But yeah, I think um, it's cool. If you look at the story through um, the different characters in the story, you can get different lessons from the story. So some of us might identify with Martha. Some of us might identify with Jesus. I'm, some of us might identify with Mary and some of us might identify through the lens of Jesus. I know as an older sibling, I know reading this story, sometimes I identify myself as Martha. And probably my sister's probably saying, yeah, right, you don't do anything in the house. <laughs> you know, you're probably right. I probably don't do anything in the house, but I still identify myself with Martha. And my sister's probably saying, you know, I identify myself with Mary, the one at the feet of Jesus listening, right? You're, at, you're preoccupied with tasks. And the younger, younger siblings can, you know, can hold that in their, in their little scorebook as, as one for the younger siblings. But yeah, this is what I like so much about the story. If you look at it from the different perspectives of the different characters, you can learn different things. And so my, um, I have three points to the story. I mean, three points to the sermon. And my first, uh, first point is called Distracted by Tasks. And in verse 40a, it says... But Martha was distracted by her many tasks. Yeah, so Jesus even calls Martha out for being distracted by many tasks. 
I think a lot of times in our lives, we find, our posi- find ourselves in the positions that, position that Martha's in. A lot of us, a lot of the times we find ourselves so preoccupied with the tasks in our lives, we don't know what to do, right? A lot of us, some, a lot of us have bills to pay. A lot of us have relationships to take care of us, relationships to take care of us, to take care of, sorry. And some of us have dogs, right? We got to take care of dogs. We got to take care of pets. All of those things can be very stressful to our lives. And these distractions, they're good at doing one thing. They take our mind away from the one thing that's important. And in the scripture says, Martha, you're worried and distracted by the many things. There is need of only one thing. And that one thing is, is Jesus, is God. So when we find ourselves so distracted in our lives, our, our picture, our, our focus on Jesus gets totally distracted, gets totally put off. And we miss the bigger picture, which is Jesus. But if we go deeper into the text, it says, if you look at the original Greek translation, it literally reads, distracted by much ministry. So if you, if, when it says Martha was distracted by much tasks, it actually reads, she was distracted by much ministry. And if you put it into that perspective, it, if you put it into that lens, it's totally different. For me, I'm involved in ministry, and I know a lot of, uh, a lot of people here are involved in ministry as well. They're doing teaching. They're volunteering. I know, I know a lot of us are teaching um, the youth group. Yeah, they're doing the youth group. They're volunteering. I'm volunteering for the children's ministry. We're, doing, we're, we're volunteering at this church. A lot of us are being involved, right? And so if you look at it through this, this translation, this is distracted by much ministry. It's saying that we can be distracted by ministry. And if we're distracted by ministry, what is that taking our focus away from? When we get distracted by ministry, it could take our focus away from the most important thing, which is Jesus, the reason we're doing those ministries in the first place. So for Martha, her ministry, she was a house owner. She was a, she was a patron, of that, patron of that house. She was the one that was um, providing food, providing shelter, and just providing everything for Jesus and his disciples. And her, her I want to say her, her thing was sort of a proto- prototype, the first house church, you can say. So she, was, she had a very important, um, very important ministry. And Jesus used her. And I want to point something else out. Jesus, the fact that Jesus had um, Martha as a, as a patron is huge for females as well because it's clear proof that Jesus was including women to be a part of the ministry. So if you ever hear stuff like women aren't supposed to be in ministry, women, you know, they're not qualified to do ministry, this is, this is evidence against that fact. Jesus had women in his, uh, in his ministry, and Jesus will continue to use men, women in his ministry. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, so, so yeah, Martha had a very important task of um, being a part of the ministry and being a house owner. And I know a lot of us are a part of this ministry as well. But if we become distracted by, by this ministry and we forget that Jesus is the reason we're doing those things, then they just become tasks, exactly like the scripture says, Martha was distracted by many tasks. And 
when we lose focus of Jesus and we just do things because we have to do those things, they just become tasks and we just go through the motions. And we lose focus of why we're doing those things and why they're important in the first place. So that's why it's so important to remember why we're doing ministry in the first place and not to lose focus and not to be distracted by ministry. It's all about Jesus. And I want to have a little story that I want to add that um, kind of highlights the, the importance of being distracted, of not being distracted. So I was driving um, a couple of, um, I don't want to say months ago, but I was driving a couple of months ago, and um, I was texting on my phone, and a car all of a sudden cut right in front of me. And I want to say this car was just like Jesus. I was being distracted by my phone, and he cuts right in front of me, and I was missing, missing the most important thing, which, which is to be focused in the things in front of me, right? So this car cuts right in front of me, and I'm texting on my phone, and of course, I didn't have enough time, and I, and I tapped the back car, and um, yeah, I got into a little accident. But the thing was, I, if you don't know my driving record, my driving record's pretty bad. Been a lot of accidents, been a lot of total cars, and um, my, my insurance, uh, insurance rate would have uh, gone through the roof if uh, this person decided to go through the claims and go through the whole process. But he pulled right next to me, and... Um, he just put his thumbs up, and he said to go on. And I said, thank you. So, yeah, I mean, this is, that person was a lot like Jesus because he showed me mercy as well, right? So, yeah, don't be distracted. Don't be distracted by tasks. Don't be distracted by ministry. And remember why you're doing ministry in the first place, which is Jesus. So point number two is listen first, then serve. And I want to read the scripture that corresponds. Okay, it says, She had a sister named Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to what he was saying. So Mary is the complete opposite of Martha, right? Martha was so preoccupied with tasks. But Mary came and sat down at the feet of Jesus. You know, Mary as sitting at the feet of Jesus she was kind of doing really what a disciple is supposed to be doing. A disciple is supposed to sit at the feet of the person that they're learning from. And Mary chose to be a disciple. She chose to sit at the feet of Jesus to learn, to absorb everything that Jesus had for her at that moment. Because she knew. She knew that her time with Jesus was super precious, super limited, and she knew she had to take the most most opportunity that she can to learn from Jesus at that time. So she sat at the feet of Jesus, just learning as much as she can, right? Just absorbing everything, absorbing his presence, absorbing his wisdom, because, yeah, because she knew the priorities. She knew the priorities of ministry, and she knew that she had to listen first. Then she would be able to serve. But Martha, she was just serving at, the, at this time. She hadn't listened to Jesus. She hadn't realized that Jesus' time was limited at that moment. But I want to also point out that, you know, Martha's duties, they're not, we don't want to belittle her duties because she had huge duties as well. She had to be, you know, this, um, she had to be the host. And the host is very important. And without the host, you can't have a running house church. So it's not that she was um, 
she was doing something bad, but she forgot the pro- her priorities. We just listen to Jesus first, and then she can continue with her ministry. So I want to read the second verse. Second uh, Timothy 3, 3, 16 through 17. And it's a scripture that um, we were supposed to memorize in Mexico. But if you told me to recite it right now without looking at it, I could not do it. <laughs> But so I'll read it for you guys instead. And this scripture is so good and reflects so much on um, what this point is about. It says, All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be competent, equipped for every good work. Yeah, so every scripture is breathed out by God and is profitable for teaching for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. So God's word and training in God's scripture is essential for us to be a part of ministry and to be able to serve. Because without God's scripture, without, without God's words in our lives, then we're going to miss out on the reasons why we, do the, why we do those things in the first place, and we're not going to be able to get the full blessings of the Lord when we do, when we do serve him. And I want to read this um, one thing I got from the commentary, and I think it's so good. It says, One cannot do ministry until one is catechized. Hearing comes before doing. Learning comes before action. And instruction in the word is required before doing ministry. So Mary had it right all along, right? She was sitting at the feet of Jesus, and she was hearing before she was doing. She was learning before she was... um, going to do any action and she was getting instruction from Jesus the actual living word right before she was going to start to do her ministry and she really she she was going to be a part of a ministry she was the a co-tenant with uh, with Martha of this of this house so she was going to be a partner with Martha in running this ministry of a house church so she knew how important it was to be involved with the tasks of helping Martha but she knew she knew that she had to first listen to Jesus' words, listen to Jesus' teachings before she's able to carry out and do these, um, to do the works of Jesus and to do the works of the Lord. Yeah, it's like if you, it's like if you had to um, build, build something, right? But you don't have any instructions. You, can, you could probably still do it, but it's going to take a long, long time and it's not going to come out the best and it's not going to be the most effective. But if you listen first, and if there's instructions that you're following, then whatever you do, it'll be, it'll be the best possible, shortest possible. I don't want to say shortest possible, but it'll be the best possible outcome, and it'll be the most fruitful outcome if you follow instructions, and if you have the instructions of the Lord in your heart. Yeah, so, yeah, so you got to first listen, then serve, because... Listening and uh, listening is very essential before serving. And yeah, Mary had it right. So point number three is choose the better. The verse that corresponds says, Mary has chosen the better part which will not be taken away from her. So Mary has chosen the better part. And it might be too simple of a, of a, a reading, but I'm just going to read it like literally. 
is saying that Mary has chosen the better part, which is Jesus, and that will not be taken away from her. So I think at that moment, Mary was choosing what was better for her. You know, I mentioned the previous part. She realized that Jesus' time was limited, so she needed to get as much time with Jesus as possible. So she realized being at the feet of Jesus at that moment and learning was more important for her at the time than helping Martha serve. So if we want to apply that to our lives, right, we need to choose the better for ourselves daily. We don't transform in one day. So we need to do small, continuous actions daily, right? Small, continuous actions to show to God that you do love him and that you do honor him and that you do um, have the word of God in your heart and that you are living by the word of God. And I'm not saying once you, once you, you know, accept God into your lives, you're going to become, you know, 100% a, a good human being, 100% saint or anything like that, because every single one of us here, we're not good. I mean, we, <laughs> I don't want to say we're not good people, but in, in the standards of God, right, we're not good, right? But, yeah, if, when we measure ourselves at the standards of God, we're not good, we're not you know, we're not holy. We're, not, we're, not, we're, not, we're none of those things. But when, when we choose to do those things, when we choose to choose God daily in our lives, I think, I think that's perfect. And I think that's perfect, and I think that's honoring God because it doesn't become this one-way traffic of God just um, blessing you daily. But when you choose God daily yourselves, you're telling God, you know, I'm choosing you and... Um, yeah, there's nothing, there's nothing that will be taken away from it. It says right here, Mary has chosen the better part, right? Mary has chosen Jesus. Mary has chosen God. And that will not be taken away from her. If I read it literally, I'm, I'm thinking it's saying, if you choose God, if you choose God daily in your lives, nothing on earth, nothing can take that away from the fact that you chose God, that chose God daily that day or at that moment. Nothing can change the fact that you chose God. So I think that's super important. And one of the other reasons we choose God is because I believe, you know, that the kingdom of God is present on this earth. And when we choose God daily, we're, we're helping to realize the kingdom of God on this earth. And another reason we, cho- we choose to choose God daily is because we also have hope that the, that the true realization of the kingdom of God will be, will be um, you know, coming to the future. That's why we keep, continue to choose God daily, and that's why we cho- choose to do good daily. So at the end of the day, our daily decisions do matter because I believe our daily decisions shape who we are. You know, they say that actions speak louder than words, and I think that's completely 100% true. Our actions do speak louder. I mean, our, yeah, our actions do speak louder than words because the way we act is really the, the person we are, right? We could say we're this person, but if we go out and act a totally different way, I don't think you're that person, but you're the person that you act like. So if you choose God daily, I could say for a fact you're a person that loves God. You're a person that pursues God daily. and You're a person that actively actively um, looks to God because that's who you are. If you're choosing God daily, that's who you are. 
a God lover, God, a God worshiper, a Jesus, uh, Jesus follower. And there's nothing more commendable to me than um, someone who chooses God daily. Because we all know it's not easy. It's never easy to choose God daily. And there's many times where it's easier to choose something else than God, right? Many, many things we could choose, other, other things other than God. But there's a reason why choosing God daily is hard. And there's a reason why that God, that God will, I don't want to say God will reward you for it, but God will look at you and um, definitely smile. And um, yeah, why not? God will reward you for it. <laughs> yes, I want to close this with a little, with a little um, I don't want to say a story, but a little quote that I got that um, kind of really shows the importance of choosing God daily and uh, choosing the better daily. And it's from some pastor, um, and it starts out like this. In Lewis Carroll's classic Alice Adventures in, Alice's Adventures in Wonderland, Alice finds herself coming to a crossroads with two paths before her, each stretching onward but in opposite directions. She is cr- confronted by a Cheshire cat of whom she asks, which path shall I take? The cat answers, that depends where you want to go. If you do not know where you want to go, it doesn't really matter which path you take. Unlike Alice, each of you knows where you want to go. It does matter which way you go. For the path you follow in this life leads to the path you will follow in the next. Our Heavenly Father has given to each of us the power to think and reason and decide. Each of us has the responsibility to choose. You may ask, are decisions really that important? I say to you, decisions determine destiny. You can't make eternal decisions without eternal consequences. May I provide a simple formula by which you can measure the choices which confront you. It's easy to remember. You can't be right by doing wrong. You can't be wrong by doing right. Courage is required to think. To think right, choose right, and to do right. For such a course will rarely, if ever, be the easiest to follow. Eternal life in the kingdom of our Father is your goal, and self-discipline will surely be required if you are to achieve it. You are precious in the sights of your Heavenly Father. He hears your prayers. He extends to you His peace and His love. Stay close to Him and to His Son, and you will not walk alone. Yeah, so, it's just closing. Choose God daily because your decisions truly do matter and truly reflect who you are. And um, yeah, if you, if you really truly love God, you will choose God daily or try to choose God daily because we all know it's probably going to be impossible to choose God daily because we're not, you know, we're not perfect people. We're, we're all still sinners. But if we actively try to choose God, God daily and... Um, put our efforts into doing it, I don't, think, um, I don't think God will be displeased at that. I think um, you're doing better than most people if you do that. And um, yeah, for sure, God will be happy about that. And you can be pleased about that, pleased about that yourselves. So let's pray. Yeah, dear Heavenly Father, we just lift up, um, you know, we just lift up this time to you, Lord. I pray that um, we were just able to learn even a little bit a little bit of something through um, the message that we uh, that we heard today, and I pray that um, you can use, just use this message to uh, just transform us through this week, through our lives, and through um, 
just our walk with you, Lord. We just love you so much, and uh, we pray all these things in your name. Just in your name, amen.